Amen, amen. Praise God. Thank you, platform musicians. Amen, amen. Somebody fired up for tonight. Amen. Amen. That's him, y'all. That's him. Praise God. I like that. Well, I'm having me dog on board. I'll do that now. I start. I get fired up up here, man. About the word of God and preaching the word of God and hearing the word of God. Can you say amen? Let me just get an icebreaker. Brother Ramad's got to be the one of the smoothest guys in church. That joker pray like he rap. Father God, you know, just, you know. Joker just smooth, man. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. How many are ready to hear the preaching of the gospel? Uh, again, I'm always privileged to have my pastor allow me to preach and minister to you guys. Do not take that lightly of him allowing me to get behind his desk. Amen. If you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to the book of Matthew 27. Uh, read two verses here, uh, 45 through 46. Very familiar portion of scripture. Matthew 27, 45 through 46. If you dare say amen. Former IBF champion and two-time welterweight champ Sean Porter made headlines on the world stage back in 2021 when his dad and trainer at the time threw in the towel in the middle of a 10th round bout uh, which forfeited the fight in a highly intense and competitive fight. Uh, we have a little quick two-minute video. Let's take a listen. Let's take a look at this for a second. Welterweight of consequence. Every welterweight champion of this Turn era. Turn a little bit. Where do you place Terrence Crawford? I knew you'd ask who's the best out of everybody I've been in the ring with. There's, there's no doubt that man, I think, hit me more than anybody I've been in the ring with. Uh, he was on point, A through Z. My, the competitor in me, man, won't stop looking at him, wanting to fight him again. He's, and, he's, and he's that good that I want to do it again. Uh, congratulations, bud. What makes him special, different? You know what? He, 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 he's got it. And I said that uh, multiple times in interviews, inside and outside of the ring, he just has that, you know, on, uh, on, uh, uh, on Jerry Maguire, the, the Quan. He's, that's what he's got. So good for him. Now, Kenny, I know that's the toughest decision for a father or a trainer to make. What prompted you to stop the fight tonight? Honestly, it's preparation. He didn't prepare like I wanted him to prepare. So that's just, you know, that just makes me say, you know what? I don't want him in that situation. He fought a great fighter. The guy's super sharp. And he's at a deficit. It's like fighting this guy blindfolded. And you're in a deficit like that. So I wasn't going to let that happen to him. He looks in great shape, but only you knew what happened in the gym. How would you have liked for him to prepare that you didn't see? Well, I mean, you know, when, when guys get to certain levels, they believe they know what they're doing, and they don't necessarily take all the information. So, you know, this is where we're at with it, and I had to make that decision. It's an easy decision for me. It's easy. He lives right across the street from me. I'll be having breakfast with him in the morning. It's easy. Andre Ward said you didn't stop it because of what happened there. It was about what you were seeing could happen. Was that accurate? Oh, no, definitely what he did, you know, and Sean was hurt. And moving forward, this guy is, like I said, he's, he's a sharp fighter. And my kid is at a deficit at that point. He can't defend himself like he should. And I had to protect him. And finally for you, you've been in the corner against every other You can stop it right there. Era. What makes... So I want to know if you read between the lines. Here it is, just fast-forwarding. 
This was in the middle of a championship bout. This was a former champion at the time. He's there. They're in the 10th round, and he gets knocked down twice. He gets back up because in boxing, you have to uh, let the referee know that you're ready by putting your gloves up. He's ready to go. But his father said, no, no, that's it. He threw in the towel, forfeiting the championship in which Sean Porter lost. What you're watching here is a, a post-interview, uh, and you can hear the crowd in the background. Obviously, they've paid their money. They want to see a fight. Many experts even said that Sean Porter was perhaps even winning uh, when it come down to landing in the count. But here it is. You hear a dialogue between a father and a son. And what we see is that here's a father that despite what everyone else thought, despite uh, what uh, everybody else wanted to see, uh, we see a father who saw none of that, uh, but a father that knew what was best. And I want to preach a sermon that I have entitled, A Father Knows Best. Because how many know you and I have a heavenly father? Amen. And it's very important. Listen, we can hear the word God. We can hear Jesus. Uh, we know he's God, God divine. But listen, uh, he is really a father tonight. And listen, our father knows best. And listen, that's a constant reminder that you and I uh, have to understand. Listen, at the time, uh, and I'll get more into this story because this story lives through this sermon tonight. Uh, you know, Sean Porter didn't quite understand uh, at the moment, but you can tell in the interview and if you begin to follow this, uh, that he knew that his father had his best interest and that his father knows best. Can you say amen? Matthew 27, 45 through 46, real quick. Now from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness all over the land. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out uh, in a loud voice saying, uh, Eli, Eli, Lama, that is my God, my God. He said, why have you forsaken me? Let us pray, church. Heavenly Father, God, I do thank you, God. God, I count it a privilege, God, to be here, God, this evening, God. God, having no confidence in this flesh, God, but in the confidence in you alone, God, help us, God, understand the importance uh, of you as our Father, God. God, help us to know uh, in every situation, in every circumstance, God, uh, no matter what we think, God, that you know, bless, uh, you know best. God, I ask you to help us uh, in this area. In your mighty name of Jesus Christ, uh, and all God's people said, Amen. I'm going to look at first knowing what's best. How many would agree that God knows what's best for us uh, even when we don't quite understand? Even when we're puzzled, even when we got questions, uh, even when we don't uh, know, uh, you know, the beginning from the end sometimes, uh, even when you and I don't understand, uh, our Father in heaven still knows what's best. Here's Jesus, the Son of God, God incarnated in the flesh at the, the time, felt abandoned in his situation. He said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Another, why have you left me to go through this alone? How many believe that uh, in any given moment, any given circumstance, uh, we in our little own little way can feel abandoned at times? We can feel forgotten about, left alone to deal with our situations in life. Just like Jesus, many times we can feel abandoned by God when we're going through difficult and distraught times. How many have been there? Many times, like Jesus, we don't want to go through certain things. Uh, in Luke 22, uh, 42, uh, you know, before this uh, uh, moment, uh, you know, the Bible says that um, here it is. Jesus is going to the cross. Uh, 
He knows the agony, the different things it's about to face. And the Bible says, he says, Father, if you're willing to take this cup from me. How many of us ever went through some things uh, that uh, we were just uh, praying to just get past? We didn't want we didn't want to face it. We know that we have to go through. But here it is. Jesus knows that this is a must. Uh, nevertheless, he don't want to do it. Here he is now. Feeling forsaken. I know or perhaps it's just something that you, you know, many times you knew you had to uh, something had to happen, but you just didn't want want it to happen. How many been there? And no doubt for the first time, it's safe to say, yeah. That the Son of Man, God in the flesh, is having trouble understanding the death uh, of what he must go through. But how many know Jesus came to the point where he knew that his Father knows best? Can you say amen? Because he says, nevertheless, uh, not my will, but your will. Lord, I, I, I don't understand it all, uh, but I know you know what's best. And how many know this is where we have to be just like Jesus? Uh, that no matter our circumstance or what we're going through, God knows best. He has a plan. Just like these two phrases uttered by, by him, uh, we can, again, feel forsaken. We go through things. But God rebounded when he said, listen, not my will, but your will be done. You so, uh, how many know, you see those that are parents of children in this place. How many know we only can imagine uh, how, uh, you know, uh, uh, Mr. Porter must have felt uh, with throwing the towel in on his own son. Everything that was at stake, uh, his championship on the line, uh, his reputation. One can imagine how God must have felt concerning watching his only begotten son who was innocent. How many know that's a big difference? You know, many times as parents, we discipline our children. Uh, perhaps they are put through some type of punishment. Uh, you know, sometimes it's through the discipline of a belt. Uh, hallelujah. Everybody that whooped their kids. Amen. Say stuff like that on tape. They want you, you record that. Hallelujah. Whoop them. But we see the hurt and the pain, uh, pain that they're going through. And many times as a parent, uh, listen, I know for me, uh, my children uh, must get whooped, uh, you know, and they're going through pain and very different things. As a parent, uh, you know, none of us want to see uh, our, our, our kids in pain and agony, but we know that it's good that they must go through it. Because we know as parents what's best. How much more is our father? Can you say amen? When you're disciplined or, or when he, uh, you know, uh, various different things that happen in life. Uh, God knows best, church. Uh, I mean, oh, God knows best uh, even when others ob that observe your life don't quite understand. How I many know oh, people always got an opinion about what's going on in your life from the outside? And don't, don't even know that God may be at work. God may be at work in various different things. You know, everyone that watched that boxing match, uh, as a spectator that night, thought they knew what was best, didn't they? I can just imagine all the experts saying uh, he had a lot of gas in his tank. Uh, why did his father throw in the towel? How disheartened uh, Sean Porter humiliated that uh, he must have felt. Some uh, thought that he was even winning the fight and that his father should have let him just finish it out. Uh, so many people watching that fight around the world had an opinion, but in his father's eyes, he knew what was best. He knew that his son, uh, what his son could do and what he couldn't do. He knew how far he could go. Uh, see, he wasn't just his father. He was his trainer. 
So he saw the weaknesses. He saw the various different things. Uh, he, you know, uh, the world is only watching on game night. Uh, he watches his son when no one, the cameras were off. He knew his strength, his weaknesses, but more importantly, uh, he made the hard decision because he's a father. And not only that, again, uh, how many of our father knows best? See, despite what other people think uh, about what's happening in our life, uh, listen, our father still knows best. In verses 39, 43 of Matthew uh, chapter 27, uh, it says, "Other mockers were other mockers what they couldn't understand about the father that knows best with his son." It says, "And they passed and reviled him, uh, wagging their heads and saying, 'Thou that uh, thou that destroyed the temple and built it in three days, why don't you save yourself? Uh, if you be the son of God, come down from that cross.'" Likewise, all the chief priests mocking him with the scribes and elders uh, said uh, he saved others uh, himself. He cannot save. If he be the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross and we will believe him. Uh, he trusted in God. Uh, let him deliver him now if he will have him. For he said, I am the son of God. You see, many people are quick to form an opinion about God's involvement in your life uh, because of what you're dealing with or going through. See, if you're not careful, it is right here where the enemy right here can begin to change your view or, or alter your faith of what God's doing in your life by what other people. They're saying, chanting, uh, save yourself. How I many know us being as crazy like we is, we would have came off that cross. No, I would have. Like, what were you talking about? But God knew he had a will, he had a purpose, and despite what other people were saying, he knew that God had a plan and that his father knows best. Do you know that your God in heaven knows best when it's crunch time? When you're in your own cross moment, when you're in your circumstances, because listen, other people can alter those things. You hear this? Save yourself, man. You, 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 you delivered, the, you know, you, you, you raised the dead. Come off that cross. One of the main reasons that God knows best is simply because how many know God knows all things, church? See, how many know that, that we serve a God that knows all things? And now, as earthly parents, we know more than our children, uh, but we still don't know everything. Are you with me this evening? But see, our Father knows what's best uh, in all situations tonight. Uh, he knows the beginning from the end. Uh, 1 John 3.20, uh, for uh, whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart, uh, and he knows everything. Psalms 147.5, great is the Lord uh, and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measures. Psalms 139.4, even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, uh, you know it all together. See, this speaks uh, uh, to God's uh, omniscience. Can you say amen? God knows everything. He has never discovered anything new because uh, he has always known everything. Can you say amen? Someone once said, uh, has it occurred to you that nothing has ever occurred to God? That's the God we serve. See, the point is, if you knew someone that knew everything about you, how many know that would be a good indication, or it should, uh, that, listen, I want to trust this God that knows everything about me. He knows best. See, let that be an encouragement to you and I this evening. This will help you cut back on a lot of your worries tonight. It will help you cheer up. That, listen, God's aware. He's not in the darkness about your situation 
and whatever it is you may be going through, listen, whether it's outwardly, inward. Uh, I mean, how many know we go through things that people don't know about, can't even see? We put on the tie, we put on the dress, we come to church, uh, you know, oh, but there's things going on here. There's things going on in our mind. Uh, and, you know, it's right here we want to make some decisions. We're going to talk about that. But listen, trust that God knows best. That God knows what's best. Let this be an encouragement that all things work together for our good for those who are called according to his purposes, Romans 8, 28. The fact that God knows best alerts us that uh, the things that we go through in life works out for his purposes. Can you say amen? Perhaps you may have heard of a man by the name of Nick Vujicic. If you could put that picture up, please. Nick was born without arms and legs. Many of you probably seen this documentary or heard his speeches around the world. He said, Nick was born without arms and legs, yet he can write. He quote, I am truly blessed and I am ridiculously happy. He said many times as a child he prayed for arms and legs. Um, he would have settled for getting uh, just one arm or one leg. You know, things that we take for granted every day. He said God didn't answer his prayer in the way that he hoped. Yet he writes, God used me to reach countless of schools, churches, prisons, orphanages, and hospitals, stadiums, and meeting halls. Even better, I've hugged thousands of people uh, in face-to-face -face encounters that allow me to tell them how very precious they are. He said God took his unusual body and invested in him with the ability to uplift hearts and encourage spirits. Listen, God knows best. Listen, uh, he took his unfortunate situation. Uh, listen, uh, my arms are not growing out. Uh, I'm not going to have legs. Uh, but uh, the things that God has put me through that I have to go through are for his purposes because God knows what's best. How many know this man's testimony uh, could be linked to thousands of people making heaven their home? Because they thought they couldn't do it. They thought they couldn't go through it. Uh, they thought their situation was so grand until they saw his. Father knows best. You take that down. How I many know in our text what Jesus had to go through was one of the biggest purposes of all time? And that was for the purpose of mankind to be saved. He took those 39 lashes for the purposes of mankind so that we can be redeemed. He withstood those harsh insults, uh, the suffering on the cross. Jesus, who had had great pain and suffering, both physical and emotional during his life, yet uh, he had never known separation from his father. See, at this moment, he experienced what he had not yet experienced. This was a significant sense in which Jesus rightly felt forsaken by the father at this moment. The separation from his father at the moment was a suffering in itself, church. Spurs also the actual outpouring of the father's wrath. Upon him as a substitute for sinful humanity. See, we often forget the long suffering is actually the fruit of the Spirit. We skip over that scripture sometimes. That's the fruit of the Spirit. How many know a father knows best because he knows how to guide our steps? Come on, somebody. Proverbs 16 9, a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his step. See, this scripture reminds us that we might make plans, but God knows our way and directs even our steps tonight. The psalmist tells us that he is personally acquainted with our way. He knows and directs our way. See, a man's heart uh, plans his way, and it is not a bad thing, because we as God and those in, that are made in his image, uh, we think about, we make plans, uh, but many people would do well more carefully to plan their way. But see, listen, it is the Lord 
that directs our steps tonight, church. This is the father that knows best. Listen, all of this goes back to us as parents. How many know our kids grow up and at some point they make decisions about where they're going to move, uh, where they're, uh, you know, who they're going to marry, uh, what job uh, and location and very, you know, where they're going to go to school. But how many know a wise parent uh, is still careful to direct the child's step in good advice because us parents know best. Come on, somebody. How much more to the Father in heaven that is perfect? With no flaws, he knows best. He directs our steps. See, we plan as we can and, sh and as we should, but we should never think that our ability to plan makes us Lord over our lives. Can you say amen? And we have to be careful of that uh, uh, as, you know, as sons and daughters of God. You know, a man said a man uh, uh, plans his road uh, to, uh, to the last detail, but he cannot implement his planning unless it coincides with God's plan for him. I said, we have to be reminded again, God knows best. Secondly, I want to look at compromising what the Father knows. Compromising what the Father knows. Is that old pastor? I, I, I've never done that. Well, let's find out. Because we can say, uh, you know, in, 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 in real time, oh, I know the Father knows best. Uh, I know uh, he knows best. But in many times uh, I, I've seen, even in my own life, we can compromise uh, what the Father knows. We do this when we, how many know we do this when we make crucial decisions in our life without going to God in prayer? Come on. This is compromising what the Father knows. We know that we should go to God in prayer, uh, seek his counsel, his advice, etc. But many times, uh, I mean, no, there, there, there's a difference uh, many times uh, when you know, when you begin to make decisions about the things that's important in your life and skipping over talking to God about it. How many know there's a big difference? There was a big difference between King David and King Saul. How many would agree? You know, Saul had the statue and build of a typical strong king, while the Bible says that David was this ruddy, you know, kid. They both were from different tribes, etc. But one of the biggest differences of these two kings was one in particular sought uh, the face of God more than the other. You begin to think about David and, and prayer and, uh, you know, he made many mistakes, but you begin to read so many times, uh, you know, before he made major decisions, uh, he was in prayer. He was seeking the face of God. And we see the total opposite from Saul, where Saul began to do uh, and, 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 you know, make decisions as he want to. Uh, and listen, when we do that, uh, listen, we compromise uh, what the father knows best. The fact that God knows best and for us not to seek his counsel uh, and his wisdom uh, and make decisions. How many know we're only putting ourselves in danger? And we're all guilty at times of thinking we know best. Now we not may, may not say that with our lips, you know, we don't, uh, you know, but I can say uh, it is much told in our actions tonight. And many times we can be hasty in our decisions. We, we make steps and decisions without considering prayer. And see, in a lot of cases, uh, sometimes even seasoned Christians, uh, we have become so accustomed uh, uh, to seeking God in prayer for the big things, uh, but thinking we got it kind of figured out with the small things. Be them small things that detonate in your face, huh? Oh, you know, I've been, you know... You know, another way, listen to me very clearly on this, that we can begin to compromise what the Father knows is, is when we rely on what we know. This is the voice of we think we know. I've arrived. You know, Sean Porter lost the fight 
because he offered, uh, operated off of what he thought he knew. Sean got into a place of status, as you heard in the interview, success, ability, two-time champ, and knowledge that, and the ability and knowledge that his dad and his trainer could no longer tell him what was best for his life at the time. No longer really depending on his father's fighting style and techniques that got him to the place of being a champion. No longer in the, uh, the, the heart training sessions and endurance that made him the fighter that he once was on the biggest stage. And it cost him, as well as his father's decision to throw in the towel, he began to depend on his own knowledge of what he thought would allow him to win as opposed to his father and trainer. Listen, we can be just like that. That we get to these places, you know, we've been saved a while and et cetera and won a few battles uh, to now, you know, we know it. How many know we don't? We're learning. No matter what, I don't care what ministry you're over, what church you pioneered, what you did, what your title is, we're all growing. And listen, we can never get to the point where we got this thing figured out that we're, you know, that, that we know best. See, people depend on knowledge and strength rather than God all the time. Worldly sense, facts, information, skills that they learned or have attained. Biblical sense, perception, wisdom, discernment. And listen, we understand that knowledge as assessing the situation and making an educated decision considering the resources we, we have. But listen, real knowledge and assessing the situation is wise decision considering the resources that God has. You know, a guy named Stephen Hawking, a, re, a renowned, uh, 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 I guess he's some type of scientist, you know, of the commonalists and, and author, you know, he discovered this, uh, what many consider a groundbreaking information as the black holes in the universe and creation and quantum physics and mechanics. But he has a, had been a major influence in the movement of dependency of knowledge and science and human reasoning rather than uh, the faith and obedience to God. In other words, he's turned so many people away uh, that uh, possibly believed in God based on just, you know, uh, 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 physics. Things that we can see. How many know that's a danger when that comes? You begin to compromise what the father knows. You know, one of the things that the promoter asked his father was, uh, how would you uh, have liked uh, for him to prepare that you didn't see in the ring? And Mr. Kenny answered and said uh, in this interview that his son didn't train well in the camp properly. He said when guys get to a certain level, they begin to think they know what they're doing and they don't necessarily take all the information. He mentioned how many times when, when people get success, they begin to feel like they know what's best and begin to do what they want to do and act how they want to act, which usually involve in people doing what they want to do. And listen, when we get to this point, uh, how many know it becomes hard to hear instructions? Can you say amen? And this is here, if we're like that and we're not hearing uh, from God and God knowing that God knows best, uh, it's here where we get ourselves in trouble. See, we too can lose the fight when we don't listen. Rather, that's through the word of God. Rather, that's through what our Father has spoken to us in prayer. Rather, it's the preaching of the gospel or the advice of headship. We can compromise what the Father knows best by what we think we know best. You know, the thought of us thinking that we know a few things can also compromise when we consider what we think and know when it comes to headship. On a smaller level. The compromising of, of what leadership knows. You know, there's a certain truth about a person when they get a certain point of knowledge or success. 
And that truth is oftentimes people uh, can't be told much uh, or, or not a whole lot. No matter the rim, no matter sports, I've seen this uh, in a lot of places. And many times this is a good indication of people who think they know a lot uh, is people a lot of times they don't often go to headship and seek wisdom and ask questions. This is a very good ending. Pastor Greg Williams, uh, I know Pastor Greg Mitchell, our leader of our fellowship, uh, has often talked about how he would go places. Um, whether this is a men's discipleship or whether this is just uh, out eating, he said he's amazed how leaders, pastors even, uh, you know, uh, won't even take the time to ask questions. He said that, 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 that you know, that kind of intrigued him like, wow. And not, and listen, I understand the intimidation. Some people don't want to uh, ask dumb questions, et cetera. But he said, no, this is, it's bigger than that. It's become a pattern uh, where leaders, uh, you know, and people that have had success and, and, you know, in churches where they've gotten to the point uh, where, they ha where, they, where they won't even ask questions, even in his own church. How many of it's important that you begin to seek the counsel of headship? And that it doesn't boil down to what you know, where you've been, what you have established. You know, one of the many casualties that happen to many Christians, especially Christian leaders, uh, is when they fail to ask questions to seek wisdom of their headship every now and then. Just every now and then. You know, in this church that you have volunteered to be a part of, and I say that with the utmost genuinity because, listen, no one has to be here. Everything's volunteer. Being here this evening, uh, being in the ministry, and praise God, appreciate you. Pastor appreciates uh, you. But we're all here uh, as volunteers, and your headship here is Pastor Mitchell, it's me, and then it's Pastor Nickerson, our children's church pastor, and that's it. And listen, church, I, as just as an encouragement, I encourage you uh, to seek the wisdom uh, and, and, you know, and to ask questions uh, concerning your headship. Because, again, many times when we don't, or if it's a pattern, uh, many times, listen, uh, not all the time, but that's a sign of a, you know, I got this. I, I, I you know, I know, I've been, you know, I've been saved a while. You know, often... You begin to seek the, uh, uh, you know, wisdom and questions of your fellowship. I mean, no, it benefits you. I know I do with my pastor every now and then. I asked my pastor a few months ago, is there anything that you see that I'm not doing? Have you ever asked that? Have you ever went to someone in headship, any of the three that I named, and say, hey, could I, could I be doing more? Is there something that you see uh, in my life? I often ask Pastor Mitchell questions, uh, whether, you know, uh, good or dumb. I want to know. I want to ask. I want to learn. I want to observe. Do you this evening? You see, the problem that gets in the way of many people's failure to seek the counsel of their headship many times because they, you know, sometimes they've been around a while, saved a while, been over a few ministries, even pastored a few churches, whatever the reason, and many times it causes people to cease to ask questions to seek the wisdom of their headship. Listen, beloved, sometimes people don't come to, to those in headship because they feel like, you know, headship is maybe not even qualified in their eyes. Or maybe they're on the same level. Well, listen, I got some breaking news for you. Anointing comes from God, and headship gets its place and position by the Lord. And so, listen, this has nothing to do with where you think you're at with headship. 
what you know or what you've been through or whatever. Every leadership and headship is placed by God or the man of God. So it has nothing to do with what you have established. It has nothing to do with what you believe you know that they don't know or that you know. This is an anointed position placed to benefit your life. We can't get to that. This is how we begin to even compromise, uh, not only what the Father Noah, uh, but what God has placed in the, our lives uh, to help govern us, to help us. Listen, sometimes the things that are given to headship by God doesn't necessarily always boil down to what we know. What we have, uh, what you think you have experienced, uh, the talents that we don't have, the wisdom, the flaws, everything. Many times it's simply just the anointed position that God's placed them uh, and where God has put them uh, for his purposes in your life. And this entire staff, listen, and it benefits you sometimes to seek, ask questions. How many know King Saul by far wasn't your perfect definition of an ideal leader of headship? He wasn't your typical leader that you wanted to go ask questions and, and seek wisdom uh, for. But you saw the dignity that his servant David had for him. The very man that was trying to kill him and take his life. Uh, you know that he could have took his life. Uh, he said, thou shalt not touch God's anointed. Be careful what you're speaking upon your pastor. About headship because uh, you're in a funk. Because you're in a situation, uh, oh, you know, I've been around, uh, and therefore, uh, you know, a lot of times why people don't want to ask questions uh, or seek the wisdom of, of headship sometimes, because a lot of times you're funky. You're upset. You've been funky for a while, and for there, and listen, uh, a lot of times, uh, you know, that may be a key reason why you stay funky. Listen, church. We ain't on this. Listen, I, I'm not on the same. Uh, we're not on. You're not on the same level on your headship. No matter what uh, you experience or what you think you know, that doesn't mean we're better. That doesn't mean uh, you know uh, uh, we can't learn or two or thing. Listen, uh, I'm not on the same level with my pastor. No matter how many conference churches I preach at. No matter how many souls on winning uh, across the country. Uh, it doesn't matter. What he's done, uh, his position, and what God has placed him in this church as all of our leaders, uh, that has nothing to do with nothing. It's the anointing of the position. And listen, what I'm saying tonight, you and I are not to compromise what our headship knows or what God has placed. Lastly, I want to look at trusting the Father, trusting that the Father knows best. Can you say amen? You know, it's one thing to say that we know our Father knows what's best, but it's another thing to show in action that we trust him. See, Jesus, the Son of God, God in the flesh, who felt all the agony of what he had to endure on the cross, realized in real time that he had to trust the will of his Father. Jesus said, not my will, but your will. See, this has to be us. And see, trusting in what the Father knows in, uh, in the end only becomes a blessing and to benefit us. How many know trusting in what the Father knows protects us from us? Sometimes we need to be protected from ourselves. How many know uh, this is priority number one for any father in this place? Uh, it is many times uh, the protecting of our families, our wives, our children, amen. 
Our children, uh, uh, you know, don't know this uh, many times, but I realize, but listen, uh, you do as a parent. You know, Sean Porter was able to see with his, what his dad saw when he was asked about what he thought in throwing in the towel. He said, I saw a father who knew what was, what was best for his son at the time, and, that, and I'm cool with the decision he made. Maybe not at the time uh, when he could be seen slamming his uh, gloves against the mat at first glance, uh, by, because by nature he's a competitor. But when it was all said and done, he said, I was okay with the decision that his father made um, because he was only trying to protect him. And listen, that's the same thought and the same concept with our father. You know, many times, as Pastor Greg Mitchell massively preached in conference, you know, God will pivot you. You'll change directions. You know, you've been there. You know that God spoke to you about something. Something happened. And then things don't kind of like pan out. And here's here where we get panic or we become very vulnerable to the enemy lies. Listen, it is right here where you have to trust the process. Maybe what it is, what if God's protecting you from something? See, while the entire world wanted to see a good fight finish, a good father wanted to see his son protected. It wasn't about winning and losing. It wasn't about the protection. It was about the protection and health and safety of his son. And by God, this is the same compassion and protection that our God and our Father in heaven has for us. Can you say amen? Throw in the towel. Throw in the towel is what the whole entire world heard that day in that championship boxing match. The response shocked the world because all they could see was defeat by a volunteer, but Sean saw a father that cared. Listen, maybe you're here this evening, and at times you felt uh, as if God has thrown the towel in on you. That thrown in the towel in your situation, perhaps you felt, uh, again, driven that decision that you made was the right one, again, only to have a pivot change of direction. Can I tell you, it's neither him throwing the towel on you or, or to bring confusion to your life. Uh, could it be that God only threw the towel in to protect you? Because the Father knows best. Can you say amen? Let's go with the blessing of God and with the confidence that, listen, God is in control and God's sovereign and that we're not to compromise what the Father knows, not to compromise because he knows what's best, church. Can you say amen? Amen. Have every head bow, every eye closed in respect to your neighbor this evening.